And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite the Streisand effect because we got stuff to talk about. And I'm going to try not to get hit with DMCA just because I'm riffing on a thought <laughs> with a song. There's a there's a reason why I'm doing that one. I'll, I'll explain in a couple of seconds. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Good to be back with you. From the Midwest of the U.S., uh, at the moment, the only person joining me tonight on a consistent basis, and I, I think a good portion of that has got to do with having to do public service for something that you did in a past life or something. Brit and Fitch, yeah. good evening. Good evening from the hellhole of Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a ton of shit going on. So, okay, so the thing that I was just doing before about the whole, you know, I hope I don't get hit with a DMCA. Apparently there is a, uh, there's a, a story that came out. It's got nothing to do with the show tonight. It's just a thing. A uh, young lady who was doing, um, I forget exactly what it was that she was doing, uh, game streaming or, or whatever it was. Uh, and the only soundtrack that she uses is this like lo-fi beat stuff that she herself created. So the the only music that's going out is stuff that she herself created and her stuff got DMCA'd or, or, or copyright noticed by some group or other claiming it was their music and it's like how? Uh-huh. You know, I, I drives me up a wall. I hate hearing about stuff like that. But, you know, it's the it, it's, it's the way that it works. You know, sometimes it's, it's just kind of the way that it works. And uh, sideways to that one, uh, you know for will let that there is a whole bunch of My Little Pony stuff up on YouTube, uh, fan content. And yeah. I, I will admit, I've done some stuff. I'm still working on a video. I've got a couple of ideas in my head. Shut up. No, I'm not going to talk about it. I found <laughs> out there is, uh, there is a group... Um, I forget what uh, I forget what what name they went under, but they've done a whole bunch of uh, pony video uh, music videos, and they've been using Source Filmmaker uh, or Blender, you know, kind of cool stuff. And they're from out of somewhere in Russia, if I remember correctly. Where they're from exactly doesn't matter, but they've posted stuff on YouTube. YouTube has gone ahead. And on a couple of occasions, flagged their content as having violence to it. Uh. When, if you watch the videos, they are music videos. They're little scenes. They're little dancey kind of montages. There's literally no violence of any description. So, you know... 
And then, of course, there are the other guys that uh, that put stuff together where they're just like, look, this is very, very decidedly adult content, and we're going to mark it that way. And uh, the YouTube bots just go ahead and say, oh, no, that's um, we're, we're going to switch this over to being uh, content for kids. So, uh, A, you can't monetize it, and uh, B, no, we're not going to change it on appeal. I mean, why would we do that? We're going to have somebody review it for you. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah, I think YouTube and Facebook, I think their cheese has slid off the cracker. Love bet. That's assuming that they're actually using cheese instead of, you know, that aerosolized stuff. Well, the aerosolized stuff doesn't slide off the cracker so easily. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, the cheese has slid off the cracker is a nice way of saying there are a couple of fries short of a happy meal or the lights are on, but nobody's home. Mm. Couple watts short of a, you know what? I don't even know where it was going with that one. I don't care. doesn't really I don't matter. know. I mean, Facebook had removed a, you probably saw this. I actually won the appeal, though, so I was proud of myself. But I had posted a meme back in 2010, of all things, of a Grumpy Cat meme, which when, you know, Grumpy Cat was, was a thing. This still, still kind of is. It, yeah, and had uh, posted it on somebody's wall for their birthday, and it was captured. A little birdie told me it was your birthday, so I ate them. And that got removed for violence. Yeah. Yeah, so I appealed it, but they actually said, oops, we messed up. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So, of course, everybody, thanks for being with us. If you join us while we're live over on YouTube, you can join us over in the live chat, like over there. Stephanie, good morning. Saw you over there. Feel us. Hi, hun. Um, and only because I've had uh, people who were just like ready to ask me about it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about the Computer Chronicles momentarily. Oh, but, bonjour. Yes. Fashionably late as ever. <laughs> Good morning from Hello. over the water. Joseph, you're able to make it. Hello, sir. Enchanté. Oh. Uh, également. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you're doing well today? You're back in Paris? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, exhausted. From my vacation. <laughs> vacation, he says. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, um, I made it. Just. That's okay. Sorry for my tardiness. No, it's, that's, oh, that's okay. all right. It's all right. I'm assuming that the, the reason why you're late is because you were actually reading the content for tonight's show. Where's the crickets chirping about me? <laughs> <laughs> See, we were Bridget and I were joking about this earlier before the uh, before we got started with the recording, and uh, it's I, I had to I had to I had to tell her because I wasn't sure that she actually knew. I am not at all upset. I am not at all angry. I just find it absolutely amusing as all hell when that when it, it finally is. comes up every time. Oh, I, I like I like surprises. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's fine. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> I have no idea what that is and you know what it's probably better that way 
I, I just asked you today's topic. <laughs> do you read Do you read Polish, Joseph? Uh, no. No. I don't understand Polish at all. Good, then you're going to have a fun time reading up on it while I get started with the opening for the show. Yeah, I tried Polish for a couple of days on Duolingo since I was doing Russian and Ukrainian anyway. I went, mm, no. <laughs> Perfectly understandable. All right, let me get uh, let me get the opening rolling, and uh, we'll we'll figure out what's going to end up happening over here because the horrible scopes are fun. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts now. Fifty two. I know, I know. I've been doing these uh, these openings for a very long time, and intentionally using just a singular word, and you know, it's usually got something that I can you know two sometimes three. Uh, explanations that go along with the word. In this case, it's hyphenated, 52. But the question, of course, is, well, why? It's because I'm 52. I know, I know, I know. I've been using the running joke that I'm 39 for a very long time now, and it's it still gets funnier every time I use it. Because I'm very decidedly, you look at how much gray there is in all of my face and such. I'm very much assuredly not looking 39. But this week, my wife's birthday is coming up. And she should have been 52. It's, a, it's an amazing kind of thing to think about it. 52 years. You know, it's, it's a long run. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, depending as to how you measure it, you know, that's a, that's a whole generation right there. So many things have changed in all that time. I was born in time to, even if I don't remember, to see the moon landing. My wife wasn't, but you know, she missed it by you know, just a little over a year. No big thing. She and her family did things together that I couldn't begin to fathom. And by that, what I mean is that when she was 13, you know, I think it was 13, they moved from here in the rural section of greater New York State to, uh, well, Japan. I guess technically back to Japan because my mother-in-law was from Japan way, way south. Because dad wanted to, uh, wanted to work and thought that he'd be able to get better prospects out there. It didn't work out that way. So uh, a year later, family came back to the house. Very, very serendipitous, very, very lucky. Most of her brothers and sisters went to a particular state college. They were expecting that she would too. And she decided to go to the one that, uh, well, at the time had a very up and coming new college uh, course, sound recording technology. You know, reminding you that this is, you know, 1987, 1988, and sound recording tech was, you know, it was something special. And she missed 
the exam to get specifically into that course by one question because she didn't know what the term sweetening meant in the recording industry. It's okay. But it was because of that we met. It was my last semester at that college because I just, it just wasn't working out for me. It was her first. And we spent virtually our, our half our life, well, half her life together. I miss her every day. Literally, I, I miss her every day. And I, there are so many days where I wonder, you know, what would she think about this? Or, or what should we think about that? What would we be doing differently together? And there is one thing that has come up on occasion. When I talk to my son and I tell him, things would be different. You know, admittedly, I'd, I'd be different. How things would be going around in the house would be different. But the idea that our love for him, our acceptance of him, would that have been any different? No. No. If she were alive today, 52 years on, she would also be showing what I've always told my son to be. Just be a good person. She was a good person. And the worst part of it was, sometimes she was kinkier than me. Episode 416 on the docket, Your Honor. So, oh, God. I, I practiced, I actually practiced how to say it, and I've forgotten. Solidnarsuk. God, I can't even, I can't, I've forgotten how to pronounce it correctly. The, back in the 80s, in Poland, which at the time was part of the Soviet bloc, very Soviet-controlled, Lekwalensa was the figurehead for the Solidarity Movement. And because of his visibility and the bravery, some might say foolishness, he helped to usher in a new change. He helped get the people to basically rebel against all the crap that was being pushed down from the authoritarian powerhouse that was the Soviet Union and got the workers to be recognized as an actual legitimate force. And eventually with all that, he got them actual democratic elections. And that story has kind of gotten me wondered after what happened over here in the United States, where, oh God, which, which state was it? Kansas? Yeah. Kansas, where they had a state referendum to find out, should we add something to the state constitution to uh, outlaw abortion in total? And it was 
better than 60% of the people that came out and voted on it, which in and of itself was like 50% voting came out for that, which is like, you don't don't get numbers like that, especially on an off year. And 60% of these people, yeah, 60% of these people came out and they were just like, no. So it's kind of gotten me wondered, are we starting to see a tipping point? Are we starting to see the mass starting to happen and turn the tides? I'm really hoping so, but that's kind of where we're going to end up talking through. Possibly. But before we get to that, of course, we got to get to the horrible scopes. So for those of you that know what your astrological signs are, Cool. For those of you that don't, this week it really doesn't matter because thanks to some inspiration on Facebook this week, everyone's sign has been changed to be a Muppet. (laughs) So get ready. It's time to get things started. I didn't write anything further than that, although I tried to. I, I really, really tried to, but I couldn't come up with anything. So you know what? Screw it. And we'll see how this plays out. And uh, by the way, uh, Joseph, I I know that you are going to have the third one. I'm sorry. He's muted. He may not even be here. He might not. Where are you? Oh, Oh, there you are. He's unmuted. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So, like I said, I I, I know that you're going to have the third one. So, um, I'm sorry. I didn't write it for you or anybody else. It's just the way that it played out. You've got the link. Yep. I got it open. So we'll see how this plays out. So, uh, Aries, you are now Fuzzy Bear. You're a born performer with no off switch. You have an unfailing optimistic attitude that isn't stopped by failures. For you, failure is just another step towards success. You're just a little much, but your supportive nature makes up for it. This week, practice your best dad jokes. Animal, you are a creature of few words who's very in tune with the natural world. You're both the life and death of every party you go to due to your boundless energy. Yes, you want to be the center of attention, but you need to temper yourself. Bowling should not be done overhand. Gemini, Swedish chef. Yonder spawn, the Ritigidigul, under from the book Gene Woolsey, but go for the flicking stupid bit the bark bark you betcha. Holy shit, you did that perfectly. <laughs> well, you know, well done. Well done, sir. That was, that that was, was my favorite Muppet. That, that, was, was, that was my favorite Muppet character. That was yeah. great, man. I was, I, shit, I was really worried about that one. Well done. <laughs> Cancer Moonchild, you are Beaker. Anxious doesn't begin to describe you or your voice when you're startled. You're smart, talented, but insecure, always expecting something will go boom at any second. Your worship of the great god Murphy can make you a target for scammers. Be on guard this week. Hello, Miss Piggy. 
your frustration levels are going through the roof this week if you don't scale back your standards. You have two choices. Either learn to relax or do it yourself. Either way, just be careful about speaking your mind. Your confidence can easily become hubris. Up, up. Uh, Virgo, I'm not unmuted. Okay, good. Virgo, Kermit. Oh, God. Uh, I used to be able to do this voice. <laughs> well, not, not for now. Uh, you're a complex personality wrapped in a shivering, tightly wound spring. You try to be a people pleaser while staying in control of everything around you. But being shy and reticent and determined to make things work with amazing imagination means that you're always stepping on your own feet. Er, flippers. This week takes more notes and fewer stress pills. Well done. Libra, you are Scooter. <laughs> uh, where to begin with you? You're, you're smart. Like, stupid smart. With all the book knowledge anyone can ask for... But your social situational awareness means you keep making things worse for yourself. This week, when you can't figure out what to say, just don't say anything. Scorpio. Statler and Waldorf. You are the personification of the expression, honesty is the best policy, but damn... Roll it back a bit this week. Your talent of describing exactly how you feel about things would be better used writing your own book and not insulting people. Remember to keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. But leave that frog right where he is. Sagittarius by Ralph. I remember that character. Mm -hmm. Um the dog yep that's exactly oh. right mm, i don't remember what he looks like anyways your laid-back attitude could be directly tied to you having been everywhere and done everything or so it seems you've got a story to tell for any situation to disarm everyone's conflicts this week just you keep being you yeah as far as to ralph the dog what does he look like he looks like a dog I mean, as much as any Muppet looks like a dog. Capricorn, you are Sam the Eagle. Everyone knows exactly who you are. Kind of stuffy, kind of bossy, but you know how to get a job done. The lollygagging and tomfoolery around you will only be beaten with your superior organizational skills and moral compass. This week, listen to some Alice Cooper. Aquarius. Gonzo! That's the only know the surface version of you say so you're weird. Like, really weird. But those who actually know you see you as super understanding, unashamed to be yourself, experimental, and able to see the world from almost any point of view. This week, don't eat any chicken. Unless it's a candlelight dinner. Yeah, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, I, I should have actually changed that a little bit. It, it should have read, unless there's a candlelight dinner involved. Uh, okay. Yeah, just. 
I'll leave that one aside. Oh, okay. Pisces, Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. I, I, I love this one. He, was, he wasn't capable of a speech. All right. You are super dependent on your friends to be your moderating control. You are talented, silly, airheaded, strung out, and so tireless you can make literally anything happen if you set your mind to it. This week, just chillax and enjoy a long, cool, relaxing shower. I love Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, I'm going to blame somebody else because this kind of came at me from Facebook, so y'all can just... Um, you know what? I'll, ju I'll just go ahead and I'll just say it. You didn't like it. You can suck a dick. I don't care. But if you would like a nicer one or naughtier one, you can just go ahead and get in touch with me and let me know. And at the end of the week, I will have the next ones posted, which will be, you know, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Discord. And I've already got somebody that suggested a new theme for next week. So I got to work on that uh, one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a topic I'm not entirely familiar with. So <laughs> that's going to be a little bit on the weird side. As an aside, by the way, a couple years back, and you can find this on YouTube. A couple years back, uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem actually did a live performance um, as part of their um, their world tour in California. Th the uh, it, they they were performing the uh, the opening show. Uh, it was uh, an open air field uh, park kind of thing. It was also the final show so it was just the one show but i mean it was it was their world tour and it was it was great to see seriously if you can find it on uh, if you can find it on youtube it was absolutely adorable to watch it was great it was great so now that we got that out of the way yeah let's 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 kind of let's kind of deal with this a little bit um yeah here in the United States, uh, the big election cycle is every fourth year. And that's where people typically refer to it as the federal elections. It's the big one. Uh, it's for yeah, United States. Election. Yeah. yeah, United States president. And to go along with that, you know, there's always going to be, you know, Congress critters and Senate slimes and, you know, local elections of various descriptions because, you know, it's it's the big one. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, it is very much not election time. It It's not even the off year when this happened, because the elections are typically in November. Yeah, November 8th this year. Now, the election that we're talking about in this case wasn't an quote-unquote actual election. It was a primary, which is our way of trying to figure out, okay, for each of the political groups, um, who do you people want to be representing you on our behalf? And, you know, folks come out there and they're just like, well, I'm part of the, um, I'm, I'm part of the surprise party. And I want to, I want this person to be representing us in the surprise party in the upcoming general election. You, you know, vote for that person. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the way that it works. It's it's a weird cycle that we've got over here in the U.S. We know. 
All right, we know. But this time out, they decided to have, like I said, they decided to have a state vote on a constitutional amendment that would outlaw abortion in the state. Now, since the question of abortion has been basically kicked back to the states by the highest federal court in the land, everybody has been saying, well, every state should be able to go ahead and say what it is that they want. Kansas, who has not elected anything but Republicans for like the last 50 years, give or take. Their electorate that showed up for this not an election cycle moment, 50% of those eligible to vote came out, which surpasses even general election numbers. Yep. And 60% of them said no. It was more than 60%, but I'm just rounding just to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, this isn't exactly a, you know, 75% landslide, but it was very, very much. If, if you're looking to take a, a, a test of the wind for a very heavily conservative Republican um, electorate and 60% of them came out and said, uh, no, that really bodes for the rest of the states where they're trying to do exactly this in multiple locations, the very same thing. And in areas where they are not quite so part of the red demographic, And there are a lot of folks who are saying this doesn't bode well for them. So the idea that I got in tonight was back in the eighties, Leck was the figurehead for the solidarity movement, getting people to rally behind his cause, regardless of what it cost him personally. And they won the day, even against the Soviet union, which reminding you, you know, before, you know, in, in the height of the Cold War, before, uh, before the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. And now the question mark that I've got is, is what happened in Kansas an indicator of exactly the same change that's going to happen? Because we know full well, there is a change that's coming. It's just a question of what is it going to be? And how is it going to play out? And I'm really, really at this point of the opinion that what happened in Kansas, heavily Republican Kansas, Mm -hmm. is very likely going to happen with the rest of this country. And I'm really hoping for that. Um, I'm going to say it is going to have some bearing on the elections in November. Oh, yeah. However... There are some states where because of this or because after learning what happened in Mississippi in 2012, I'll explain on that too, uh, this is not going to be allowed to happen. In 2012, during their election, um, Mississippi put a ballot initiative, you know, on there to try to make fetal personhood a law. Oh, yeah. 
and in, in Mississippi, that initiative failed. People said no. And so if that can happen in Mississippi, as conservative and as red as that is, there's no way in hell other states are going to put this on ballot and let people put it up for a vote. And I know that in my state, they would never have a referendum and put it to a vote ever. I think Kansas had a special provision in their constitution to where they were allowed to have a referendum or put it on the ballot. And that's why they did because they're, they can, but in my state, it's not possible. It's going to vary from state to state, but I think that the backlash is real. And from most polling, you know, something like 70% of the electorate all over this country do not want an outright ban like this. And so the people who are pushing for the complete and total ban, I think they're going to be in trouble. If there's any way to vote them out, I think that they're going to be voted out. And there are people even in places like Wyoming that are staunch GOP that have changed the registration to Democrat. Now, I think that Liz Cheney's going to lose her primary you know, by a huge amount, but it doesn't matter. People are um, pissed. Yeah, I've heard about that one in particular also. People in Indiana right now are furious because this is not, you know, the ban that got signed in the law last night is, that was not our decision. There's no way they would leave it up to us. And by and large, this is not popular here. No, I would expect not. And there's going to be some serious blowback. And, you know, of course, we were trying to make our voices, you know, heard. And, you know, tagging the reps and, you know, governor and things like that. But they didn't care. Um, You know, the little that they allowed, there was even pushback against that and they wanted zero exceptions period dot and there were some people that just could not get along you know get around that and said no we we can't do quite that extreme but because we still have some exceptions you know for rape and incest as long as it's reported within the first like i think it's like 10 weeks if you're under age 15 or something stupid like that um and and this this win that they got last night there are people who are going to push for the in the next session to make it even stricter because it wasn't strict enough for them they want zero exceptions and zero means zero um right now uh, you're not allowed to get one at any stage of gestation unless it's rape or incest with those parameters or if it's, you know, the mother's life is in danger, but the language is so vague that they don't define how in danger it has to be. 
So there's going to be like a brain drain and OBGYNs leaving the state because they're not going to practice here. No, no, they're not. Joseph, for what you know for the area, because I mean, you've been, you know, you've been over there for a number of years at this point. The, I, I have to imagine that at this point, the prudishness that is over here for the for the U.S. It has got to be absolutely mind-bending. Now, reminding everybody, Joseph was originally Canadian, and the prudishness between the U.S. versus Canada is palpable to begin with. But I have to imagine, from from how much you've you know you you've acclimated with the European attitude as far as sex and, and body body autonomy is concerned, you got to be looking at us over here and just going, the fuck is wrong with you people? Um, um yeah, I don't know what I can add to that, but I mean, it's like, uh, uh, you know, you spend your early life worrying about becoming an adult and then you get to be an adult with the understanding that most adults aren't adults at all this is what happens when you let other people decide for you what's best for you but what happened last night was not our decision. No, it was it was we, taken. It was taken away from us. And, you know, people even tried to add some amendments because I listened to the blow-by-blow blow of everything that was going on at the State House yesterday. Oh, was that that, just, was that that Twitter thread that, yes, that kept going? Yes, it just got oh worse and worse. And, you know, and we've got like just a tiny handful of Democrats that are, you know, in the legislature. And they were like, well, if you're going to force people to have, you know, uh, kids against their will, can we at least get some kind of a workplace accommodation for them? And they said, nope. And they're like, can we maybe get a limit to where they have 13 weeks to get an abortion cases of rape or incest and they said nope and then they said well what would you tell a woman who is 14 weeks pregnant and knows that she has a non-viable uh pregnancy you know that that the fetus is is dying what would you recommend you know, to tell that that person and how would their person explain this to their kids? And the guy started quoting Bible verses and says, well, it's really sad to what, you know, death is, is part of the cycle of life and you would have to leave it in God's hands. That's between God and, you know, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. They just want more children and damn the consequences. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's literally, there is no two ways about that. It's there's not. It's, it's like the, it, it's, it's like the, uh, the, the picture meme 
where it's uh, the dog that's come over with the uh, with the uh, ball in his mouth and he's getting angrier and angrier because the person wants to take the ball from them so they can throw it is you know only throw do not do not take uh, you know it's the, it's the dog trying to tell the the owner you know only throw do not take and it's it's the same thing now it's only birth do not be um taken care of i guess i'm not yeah. quite sure I'm and i I'm, i've you know engaged with some of these people as well and said oh, i've well, seen are, <laughs> i've seen and, and and said things like well are you prepared to give more money you know into social programs like you know snap wick medicaid whatever and the response is always either keep your legs closed or you should have thought about that before you got pregnant. Yep. Or why should I pay before you, for your 10 minutes of fun? What? Yep. Well, it's the, what makes it dead obvious is the, the fact that they're going after, they're thinking of going after contraception. Yeah, they're going after contraception too. How can you, how can you ban abortion and contraception? I they mean, are contraception is the means to avoiding abortion. Oh, it gets well, be- it gets wait a minute because it gets better. There was also an item that was brought up to to um, make it where men could not acquire uh, elect- e- erectile dysfunction medication yeah. because if the if the idea was that was that was put out there if it was that. Uh, uh, this was if, God's if, will. if yeah, if if pregnancy is God's will, then isn't the inability to father children also God's will? And yeah. again, the logic makes sense, but again, was shot down. Uh, and, yeah, and um, Stephanie had put off also over here, and this is massively important to to stress out. What happened to freedom? I suppose this is freedom for them, but not for you. Right. One of the things that I can remember for as far back as I can remember. And admittedly, I, my functional knowledge of politics, such as it is, goes back to, um, 70, I'm going to go with 78, which was, uh, which was, uh, Jimmy Carter the peanut farmer, Jimmy Carter from Georgia, who, mm-hmm. uh, forgive me for saying this, God love him, in his mid-90s, still gets up, swings a hammer for Habitat for Humanity. Mwah. You are exactly the type of personality that des- we did not deserve you as president, sir. But I would vote for you again in a heartbeat right now. Not that I could mm-hmm. vote for him then. However, the point that I was going to get, as far back as I can remember, it had always been the Republicans were the uh, th- they touted themselves as the group aimed at smaller government and mm-hmm. more freedom, person yeah. more personal freedom. I want to say that very specifically because it was always it was always smaller government to get off of according to them to get off of the neck of small businesses. Mm-hmm. It was always about small businesses mm-hmm. and personal freedoms. Again, it was always driving to 
the small folks, the the people who were the the blue collar workers. It was yeah. always about trying to make it better for them, while completely duplus du, du, duplicitous. Thank you. I swear to you, all I've had to drink at this point <laughs> is um, I had coffee earlier tonight. I just finished off my orange juice. There was nothing in it other than just water to just add more water. Although the coffee I had had stevia in it. So uh, anyway. Uh, oh, it kills me. This is the home of Mike Pence in Rifra, right? Yeah. And, you know, we've got like seven Democrats who are in the legislature. I mean, it sucks. And one of them is like, well, can we at least get some kind of an exception for Rifra? Because we do have a Jewish, Jewish population. That's right. And hard veto. Nope. Yeah. And remind everybody what Rifra means. It's the Restoration uh, for Freedom of Religion Act. And so, of course, you know, me being my smart ass, I'm like, okay, so religious freedom for the for me, but not for thee. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's because of groups, uh, it's because of legislation like that, that I adore the Satanic Temple. Because they have come out in situations like this and said, hey, uh, the religious freedom thing, yeah, according to our religion, um, we don't have a 24-hour waiting period. We don't need a, uh, we don't need a, a sonogram wand into the uterus for anything. We decide that we don't want to have a, a child in our bodies anymore, and we're to have it excised. We've got a, we've got a, we've got a, 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 a thing for it and everything. So um, let's let's just go ahead and do this thing. Oh, you yeah. you don't want us to do that? Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like to tell us exactly which law you think that we're not following? Because we can guarantee you, we will find you exactly chapter and verse in the law books that you wrote that say that we're doing it exactly by your rules. Oh, and screw y'all, by the way, at the same time. I don't think they usually, I don't think there's a legal brief that actually says screw y'all. But, uh, I mean, just probably implicitly stated, so, you know, whatever. Well, the, the, we're beyond help from them at this point. There's nothing they can do. Yeah, I know. Which means it's the uh, it's the Jewish community that's going to be the next ones up on this one. They probably can't if they said that there's no exemptions under RIFRA, then there's no exemptions under RIFRA, and to the people who are saying, "Well, in November, vote them out," that's not possible either because when we voted in our primaries this year, I had very few races to vote in because the GOP were running unopposed. You can't vote out if you have no competition to vote. Four. So yeah. the the only chance that we have to get these bastards out is 2024. And if GOP at the federal level takes a lock on the House and or Senate, it's done. We're over. There won't be a damn thing we can do. I've got ideas in my head, but... Uh, for for legal sake, I, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. But you know, for the vote amount and replace, Indiana cannot do that until 2024 at the soonest. 
which is um, mildly annoying at best. It's a lifetime away. Yeah. Yeah. Now, taking uh, taking aim away from just Indiana for the moment, the other states that this stuff is going to be coming up with, like I said, Kansas, very, very much a Republican strongholds. Uh, mm-hmm. As in, like, uh, if memory serves, Trump won uh, handily in the uh, uh, in the elections. It like, was over 20 points. Yeah. Yeah. So for for that change to have happened there, that's huge. There are a lot of uh, there there are a lot of polling places that are, you know, doing their doing their stuff, and they're very much of the opinion of, yeah, this is this is going to go very badly in other states, mm-hmm. and you know the fact that there are. In the United States, it's almost half and half women to men. Almost. It's it's slightly more women. But we know for well in these evangelical groups, especially, these heavily um, religious... Christ- I don't want to say Christo-fascists because it's not specifically them, although they are a big contingent of it the women will typically follow what they're told to do. It's not all of them. It's not every one of them. But if you watch them and you're getting these really creepy-ass um, Stepford Wives kind of vibe off of them, that you're probably right. That being the case, the fact that for Kansas, 60% of all the people that came out voted no, that's a large, that's, that's a large percentage. It's very telling. And they're a stronghold. They're, they're, they've been a big one for a very long mm-hmm. time. So now I'm kind of wondering, is that the point of the new wedge? You know, because sometimes all you need is for, what's the expression? Once the avalanche has started, the pebbles have no say in the matter. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if this is kind of viewed as the all hell no moment that there is going to be a cascading effect that's going to come down on everybody. I think so. I think this is going to be a case of, you know, the dog has been chasing after the car and finally caught the car. Now what? (laughs) Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, what you do is you slowly put that car in reverse back over that bitch. You slowly roll it back forward and back up again. (laughs) That's just me. No, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because, uh, there's a video that I uh, there's a video that I saw on on Facebook uh, just the other day, uh, Joseph. You, uh, are you familiar with what a um, uh, a badger is? Animal, yeah. Okay. The video was from somebody on a farm, rural farm, and it, it was a young guy, young gal, 
twenties, they had these big five gallon buckets of water. And the guy comes over to this, this hole that's been dug in the ground and he starts pouring the water in and something kind of pops up partway out of the hole. And he's finally telling the girl as he's running out of water, go ahead, you start pouring, you start pouring right in his face, right in his face, right in his face. You can't really see what it is that's going on at this point, but the guy kind of drops his bucket off to the side, reaches down and grabs from just behind the neck and at the shoulders with both hands, fortunately, no gloves, t-shirt and shorts. He rips a badger out of the ground. A very, very unhappy badger who had just been waterboarded to get him out of the ground. Oh my gosh. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up for you is because I want you to try to picture this really, really, really unhappy um, creature who would just as just as easily turn your fingers into, you know, finger sandwiches, except without the sandwiches and, you know, not even bothering to chew because why bother just bite and swallow? Who is hissing worse than any flock of Canada geese, twisting, squirming, trying to bite at, and the guy says... Right, you guys holding it, trying to trying to keep it from getting away. Guy actually says on on video. Okay, so now, so now, what do we do? <laughs> you got you you. Okay, okay, okay. I I know I know you're young, young man, but you just waterboarded one of the most savage animals known to man outside of Australia. You waterboarded this son of a bitch, grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and lifted it. And it wants to devour you from your uvula down. And you are now asking, well, now what do we do with this? It's like people don't think these things through sometimes, you know? They don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just, and, and, and feel this is saying small bag of pure bad attitude. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was really bad. It, it was, it was really bad. Um, and, and what kind of goes along with this is what Stephanie had put just before that. The number of women who have registered to vote is shooting up. Yep. Women. And people who have been Republican who are switching to either independent or in large numbers Democrat, specifically to battle what's going on at this point. Because we mad. Yeah. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Or a badger waterboarded. And I, I, I use that expression because Liz Cheney's father. <laughs> anybody doesn't know what the connection is between Liz Cheney's father mm -hmm. and waterboarding. You're more than welcome to go ahead and look that up for yourselves, because if you don't already know about it, you haven't been studying enough history, recent history, and you really should. So there you go. There's your homework for this week. 
Well, when you have evil calling out something else is more evil and evil recognizes evil, that's saying something. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, but yeah. he's not wrong. Nope. 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 Dick Cheney, um, famous for uh, shooting some guy in the in the face uh, on a hunting expedition. Is it wrong of me to? No, it's not wrong of me to go ahead and point that one out because he actually he actually did he, that. He did. He did that. It was supposed. And to, got, yeah. And he got the guy to apologize. Yeah. To him for it after. Yeah, yeah I. For getting in the way for of your bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 know. Well, it was it was some kind of shotgun buckshot kind of thing, if I remember right. So, you know, he, he survived. He, he was really uh, not in great shape, but he, he survived. He wasn't, you know, all kinds of screwed up or nothing. But, yeah, for Dick Cheney to come out and say that the former guy is a clear and present danger, existential threat to the survivability of the country. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. What's the expression? Game recognizes game. Yep. Like you said, so, yeah. God, I'm still remembering when that stupid son of a bitch went over there and... What was it? The 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 G7, G8, whatever the hell it was. They're all coming out there so that they can get their uh, photo ops and former, former guy uh, taps... What is it? Um... Uh, the contingent from Brussels, I think is what it was, tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention and pulled him backwards so that he could get in front for the photo op and just preening himself. Dumbass yeah, motherfucker. And it was some and there was one that he actually like shoved out of the way so yeah. he could get in front. Yeah. While they were walking. I saw that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of too. So yeah. So it's it's fair to say over here in the U.S. Um, we've kind of got it worse than uh, you guys over there in Europe because um, we haven't figured out this whole our people people thing right now. It looks like yeah, we haven't. Well, you had it figured out, but it was I think it was Benjamin Franklin who I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but somebody asked him. Um, if the United States, it was after the initial drawing of the Constitution, they asked Benjamin Franklin, is it a democracy or is it a republic? And uh, Benjamin Franklin answered, well, the United States is a republic as long as you can maintain it. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the problem right there, isn't it? Well, I'm supposed to be a representative republic, but these people do not represent me. No. No, and that, and that's the problem. Them that's in power have traditionally been the ones to design how the power is voted on by the people. And because of that, things change in ways that are slow but steady and that's 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 the problem because it doesn't get pushed back quite uh, quite the way that we'd like it to be or should have been 
what's the uh, what's the expression? Uh, leaving a, a frog in a pot to boil. Yeah. I'm screwing it all to hell, but you, 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 I'm pretty sure I get the point across. Yeah, you put it in the water and gradually turn the heat up, and it doesn't know that it's boiling to death. And that's been the problem for a very, very long time. And I think that's the uh, I think that's the most insidious part about it. And, and Joseph, I, I would assume that you uh, you would think about it kind of the same way that the where we are at this point has been a culmination of so many different so many different choices for so very long. That's 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 the way that evolution works, and um, and what has been what has been brewing here in the states, in particular, is something that has been directed for a very long time in very incremental steps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, chip, 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 chip since the 19- since Reagan. Uh, I think a little bit before, but uh, you're, yeah, you're not yeah, wrong. You're, you're right. You're, not, the you're, you're the, not wrong. Well, the machine for putting someone like Reagan in place uh, was, yeah, it started probably at the Second World, after the Second World War. But, yeah, but um, Reagan is directly it, responsible for saying, you know, you can't endorse me, but I endorse you to the evangelicals. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's but a, that's 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 when the puppet came to the forefront. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and the thing of it is, because, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's just you know, like Reagan, he was he was a second-rate actor. Yeah. He, Not he at was all also qualified. well. He was also the governor of California for a while. Yeah. So it wasn't qualified. Not going to argue with that point. He uh, won election because he had worked out a deal to get the hostages released from Iran. Uh, yeah, that way Jimmy Carter would lose the election. Yeah. Yeah, and I very much remember that too. I thought it was uh, I, I thought it was a shit thing to have happen. As an aside to that, by the way, massive props to our Canadian cousins for being able to get some of those hostages out of Tehran safely. Because, my God, they put themselves into harm's way to do that. Holy shit. Um, Joseph saying that the Mechanations probably started as early as like the end of world war two might seem hyperbole. I was about to say hyperbole, hyperbole, but yeah, it's not because what ended up happening shortly after world war two was the red scare and the McCarthy trials hearings, sorry, hearings. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And don't forget Eisenhower's speech. Uh, to his farewell speech, where he warned uh, against the uh, the military-industrial complex. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. And that's and and that's the problem. That's something that's also been uh, pointed out. There are so many. There are so many times where legislatures in the United States. Okay, because the legislative branch of the United States is the one who is supposed to declare war and at that point commit resources to that effort. It has been pointed out that this lit, I was about to say this legislature, which would mean, you know, just the people that have been in office now, but virtually every legislature that has happened since world war two has not met a war it didn't love to fund. Yep. There's always there's always room for more warfare. There's always a blank check available for it. But God help you if you gotta have teachers buying supplies for students in grade school. A lot of that wanting war is because we have people in Congress who make a shit ton of money because they own stock. Or they have friends who own stocks in it. Yep. Yep. Again, no no argument from me. And the reason why that's important is that these are groups who have gotten themselves to believing that for whatever reason this country is a Christian nation. Their words. And this is even before we get to the whole uh, Christian nationalism part. I can understand there is patriotism that leans religiously. I get that. It's still wrong, but I get that. But once you start dipping into, but this religion is the only one, you've kind of lost the track of what the document was supposed to say or mean. And there, you know, and, and therein is a whole other a whole other issue of what did some dude who died 250 years ago uh, mean to me? Nothing. Shit. Um, okay. Yeah. They're, they're the whole argument of, you know, the founding fathers thing. Yeah. I, I, I get that. That's a whole other thing. I don't believe in what would the founding fathers say? I go off of the idea of what was the intent laid out. The intent laid out was to change, which is why there was a process to have amendments in the first place. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. The idea was to get away from an authoritarian government. George yeah. III. Get the hell out from under that. And now these people are trying to institute their own 
form of kingdom. Uh, well, authoritarianism. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at what Victor Orban pulled off as a guide in a role model. He was able to do that to Hungary in less than 10 years. They were a democracy. They're not anymore. Yeah, funny that. And he did that legally by changing the laws a little bit of time here and there. And now they're stuck. Yeah, Joseph. We yeah, but it's again, it's it's always the same. It's chip, chip, chip until you go past the tipping point, and so. Uh, it's it's hard to you know I I've never understood where when a population outnumbers the those who would control by at least a hundred hundred to one in worst case scenarios uh, why people would tolerate this. Well, there's not really not much we can do about it at this point. Um, you know, if if we had, if I hate to even think about it, but if Trump were to become the nominee next time and install himself in the White House, there would be no way to get him out. If he had the power of the military behind him, the people can't do shit against Abrams tanks and daisy cutters and anything else. How far back do you want to go in saying that? Because I mean, it's, this is the what we have now is a result of people saying we can't do anything. I mean, that's true. Like, I mean, but there's thinking, a big difference I'm, between like the French Revolution and what we would be able to do now. Uh, we don't have weapons like what is that. that. What is the, you don't have the the balls? Or what? No, it's not the what? balls. It's just with, you know, uh, an actual military that could use cluster bombs and take out, you know, complete subdivisions or whatever. How would people fight back against that if the military were to p- participate in a coup? I mean, they have if sonic they weapons. Were, I mean, whatever. Would would the I'm mm, if it, they might um I don't know how many would but the for the longer that these hearings go on with the January sixth committee and all that the deeper the corruption has gone up into the upper ranks of the Pentagon and we're t- talking people who have been in the military twenty thirty years that are in on this. So who's to say that they would not? We don't know. Oh, um, yeah, it's best to take it step by step. If there was a nationwide protest against what's going on, um, well, I mean, maybe first thing we're, first thing we're going to see is, um, well, the government's uh, how they're going to use the military. That's going to be the first reaction to that. Yeah. 
That's true. So we can only do it step by step. It just it horrifies we, me if, that. If, go ahead. If we just sit on our hands and just being worried about what if, what if. Um, yeah, well, that's that's how democracy goes. Well, I mean, I don't think people are going to sit on their hands, but at the same time, uh, you know, you've got people that went to the Michigan State House armed with all sorts of weapons and stormed that place when, you know, their legislation, legislative session was in session and nobody did shit to stop it. And even and then, now... And yeah. then Gretchen Whitmer, there was a you know plot to kidnap and kill her, and the people were let go. I think they I think they charged two of them, but another one was let off. And that kind of crap is just that should not be going on. It should not be allowed to happen. But it does. But it does. Yeah. Um. Were these people brought to justice for this? No. What? That's the problem. The corruption that has been happening, yet again, uh, as, as was said, is stuff that has been brewing for a, a very long simmer. It's yep. just one person here, and it's just one person there, and it's a, a couple of people over here, and it's it's just a couple of bad ad- actors over there, and, well, we can take care of that. And for every one that's noticed, there's another five that are just under the radar that didn't get stupid and, and kept their head down and didn't say anything outwardly or didn't get a tattoo or didn't leave a record properly enough at the time so that nobody knows what group they're affiliated with. And the thing that scares me the most, the absolute most about this whole damn thing, the people who have been gun-toting freaks, and yeah, I'm going to use that expression for it, the ones who have been the gun-toting freaks are the ones who have been heavily taken in with the idea of every, every election cycle has been false. Every election cycle has been monkeyed around with. Whether it's true or not, they'll just say it. And so long as they say it, they believe it. And because of that, there is there is a a a, a scary level of when this house of cards finally comes down and all these people get cleared out and charged with with crimes and and punished for them i don't want to use the c word but i'm afraid that like it or not there is a c word on the horizon for us yeah and i am scared to death about that it's possible what's that what's that c word um with, without saying it uh, over in the chat a type of a car, sort of. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm looking for. I don't want to say that. Because I think it will, though. I think it's going to be not conventional. I think it'll be like here and there smatterings 
guerrilla style. Um, but what really the the bad part about some of this is there have been so many uh, white supremacists and or Christian nationalists, whatever you want to call them, that have infiltrated law enforcement, the military, things like that. It's been going on for decades. Yep. And, you know, now that the government has come out and said that the risk of terrorism, you know, in this country is higher you know, from those types of people than any external threat that we could possibly have. Yeah. Um, Democrats tried to pass some legislation to have more screening for those types in the military and in law enforcement. And, of course, Republicans vetoed that. So we can't have that. Yeah, there's a there's a question uh, and, and answer on the uh, on the board at the moment. And. Bridget, uh, I'm, I'm going to want you to kind of give us a little bit of insight on this one. Uh, Felix had said, but would American soldiers actually fire on our own people? Stephanie had followed that with, Felix, if they are convinced that those people are other. However, your military are woke and mix people thoroughly so that game does not play with them. So I need to uh, I need you to kind of fill us in a little bit as as far as you remember it. To the best of my recollection, the federal standing armies, plural, mm-hmm. are by law, statute, uh, training, are disallowed from being deployed on on home soil, for lack of a better way of putting it. That that sounds relatively correct. They're supposed to be, um, you know, the National Guard can be called in for, you know, putting down, you know, protest insurrection or to render, you know, aid in disasters and, and things like that. However, if there happens to be martial law declared, then that no longer applies. And there are some who would fire on civilians if given the order to by someone like Trump. And there is a good portion of the military that lean conservative anyway. And I can tell you that as far as like myself personally, I would not do it. However, I have had somebody on active duty tell me, I don't care if you were military or not. Uh, And this was during the Occupy Wall Street, you know, thing that was going on a while back. Because he happened to see my, you know, picture in the local paper. Or some, or on the news, I don't remember which one it was, um, that he would, you know, he was active duty at the time, and he said, I wouldn't hesitate to put a bullet in your head. And I did report that, because that was a threat, but yep. I was like, yeah. Yeah, or getting into, once again, the good German situation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And reminding folks that even though, uh, even though it was... 
oh god, I forgot what year it was. Was it 67? God, shit, I don't even remember what year it was. And yes, it was um, ROTC, which basically means military training sort of at college so that you could become part of the military sort of. So you could be an officer when you got out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kent State. Yes, they were a bunch of, effectively, a bunch of kids because they were all college level, college aged kids who mm-hmm. had live ammunition. For whatever goddamn reason, they had live ammunition in their rifles. And they went to a peaceful protest. And somebody Talk got again. nervous. Either they got nervous, or I know the likelihood is really, really, really infinitesimally small on this one. Or maybe the gunpowder spontaneously exploded. I don't think that's real likely. But we will never know who exactly it was. And truth be told, it doesn't matter. The fact is, by technicality, U.S. military trainees fired on peaceful civilians. By Mm -hmm. technicality. It's happened. And again, I've, I've forgotten what year it was. I, I think it was 67. I, I, I don't know why I'm, I could be wrong. And truth be told, it doesn't really much matter. Well, so, I think under martial law, they can do that. And from, you know, what we know now, there were talks to put us under martial law to stop the transfer of power over yeah. to Biden. That discussion was being had. So I think we can safely say that this was a legitimate coup attempt. True. And I just looked it up. 1970. All right. So I knew there was a seven in there somewhere. Yeah. You were close. Hearing's still good. They're still ongoing about that. Yep. Yeah. I think the next ones are scheduled for September. Um, DOJ has now started calling in Trump's attorneys to warn them that, yeah, indictments are probably going to be coming down soon, so you need to be prepared for it. I don't know that anything's going to happen, um, regardless of what happens, if he is indicted or not. <laughs> All else can break loose. Because we're going to have people on either side that are pissed either way. Yep. And so you're going to have people acting out. I mean, that's a given. But... It still doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know, if he needs to be indicted, then he needs to be indicted. If he needs to be charged, he needs to be charged because nobody should be above the law ever. And if he gets away with this and his other people under him get away with this, they will do it again. It's just a question mark of when. Uh, Next time, 2024. This was a practice yep. run. I mean, they tried for real, but if this was a practice run. They know what to do now. At the same time, they're going uh, head down uh, for gerrymandering. Yeah. To prepare yeah. for yeah. the elections on a state level. Yeah. 
And that's that's something that's been fought in the courts uh, heavily. And it's it's simply an untenable item. Because there are so many there are so many jurisdictions where the oh god, I forget where where in particular it was that I, I saw this one, but at least one state has a thing that says that districts can be can be redrawn by the parties, whichever party is in, is in charge, but it can't be done specifically for the rationale of adjusting the percentages and to lock in um, voting groups in order to guarantee a victory. Well, that's that's a key to that it's happened. You also yep. yeah, try to prove that. Yeah, exactly. It, that's exactly that's exactly it, and that's exactly what the arguments are, and it's exactly what keeps going back to the uh, to the courts, and the courts all basically say, uh, "Well, I mean, h- how do you really prove it? W- w- why the fuck are you asking us? You're the court. You're supposed to be upholding that ideal." Well, there's court going before Supreme Court this fall, to where there is. A map that is so obviously heavily gerrymandered to hell and back. And the, you know, court and the state said, no, you cannot do this. This is blatant. No. And it's going to go before SCOTUS. And if SCOTUS says, yeah, you can, then uh, then what? I don't know. There's another case that's supposed to go before them, too, about um, replacing electors. And we also know, well, replacing electors, there are people in different states that are, you know, in charge of, you know, uh, overseeing elections and committees and things like that. And there are some states now who are trying to have the ability to say, well, if we don't like how the state voted, then we can refuse to honor how they voted and just vote however we want to and replace them with GOP people. Like, if a state votes heavily Democrat, they want to be able to say, we don't care, we're putting these people in here anyway, and call it good. They call those, there's a term for that, dishonorable, uh, it's dishonorable electors. It's unfaithful electors. Unfaithful electors, yeah, sorry. But they're trying to codify this into law in some states where they can just do that. Now, the problem with this, though, is that as I was taught it, long, long time ago at this point, the idea of the Electoral College was supposed to have also been a break, a, a stop check on the elections to prevent exactly what ended up happening. So that mm-hmm. if the electors decided, yes, we voted for this person, but we have decided that this person is unfit for the position, they are supposed to they are supposed to vote accordingly. Now, the problem with that is, it's a great that during the Pony, you know, the Pony Express when it took forever to get information from state to state. Well, the Pony Express actually uh, did an amazingly fast job. Well, of that. they but did, be, but that was when you didn't have instantaneous news. Be, be agreed, and and be that as it may, for a second, the problem with this is this still is predicated on the decorum idea 
that we've had, that we've talked about on so many occasions. And if you do not have people following said decorum, if you have dishonest and disingenuous Mm -hmm. actors, then the whole thing just falls apart. And then if there are no rules, what the fuck do you do? Right. And that's exactly where the problem is. If you don't have, if, if people are not following the rules, I mean, do you even have a game anymore? And I, I know yeah. I shouldn't be calling the, the the existential threat to my country, you know, the game. But I mean, really, that's 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 where it is. I mean, it's There's like always been procedures and precedents and and things that were just done that were just acceptable practice. I mean, this is the first time ever in our country's history that there has not been a peaceful transition to power yeah yeah and it was done in such an incredibly childish manner in 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 and of itself too at the very end it was it was we know what was attempted but the very very last minutes was just childish spite and really, do you, do you need to know anything more about the character of the personalities involved than those last 10 minutes of their time in office? No. Yeah, childish is a pretty good, good way of describing it. Yep. I space in childish. I don't know what we call childish, but I mean, it, it seems to be around um, a lack of empathy, like a, an awareness that doesn't go beyond the bubble of moi. You know, yeah. I got mine. Yeah. There's a, oh, sorry, go on. This extends, yeah, this extends also to like even the, the, the there's a weird overlap between the uh, the Republican leaders who are taking advantage of this, what seems to be a natural human trait for those who haven't transitioned to critical thinking. And, you know, like those who would have gun owners, because, I mean, people who want to own guns, um, they can say what they want. But I'm pretty damn persuaded that uh, the understated reason for wanting to own guns is having an advantage over anyone outside of your personal bubble of awareness which means basically having the ability to take other people's shit or your clan or whatever well I think some of it is terrorism i mean that's what i would call it if you're walking you know if you can openly carry an ar-15 on your way to go get a you know slurpee at the 7-eleven i mean to me that's terroristic threatening of people because you know that it freaks people out you know and and if you're doing it for quote-unquote self-protection if you're that damn scared to go to 7-eleven by yourself maybe you should stay home 
Yeah, sideways from that, uh, and and I'm I'm sidestepping something that I wanted to ask before. Sidestepping from that, there are there are people who go out there to do First Amendment and Second Amendment checks on government agents, and those those people that go out there intentionally filming themselves, intentionally following the law explicitly for open carry of firearms with the sole intent of how will the police react when we are doing everything exactly that you're supposed to do. I love these guys. I love these guys because they're the ones who are showing you want to go ahead and put uh, a gun carrying openly gun carrying long guns uh, as uh, as something that is completely and perfectly legal. Fine. We're going to go ahead and show you just how wrong it is to do that because, look, we're doing everything exactly right. And you still think that we are bad people and that we are a danger and a threat. Hmm. You know? NFAC cannot get away with that, though. Yeah. You want to know why? I think you just uttered it by bringing it up in the first place, but... For those who don't know, NFAC is a black uh, gun group. Now they they carry their stuff perfectly legally. They are well trained. They're organized. They've even shown up at some polling places because voter intimidation was going on by some of these, you know, what I refer to as amosexuals or whatever you want to call them, gun nuts. Not politically correct speech, but that's what they are. You know, walking around trying to intimidate people who are legitimately trying to vote. Uh, you know, in, in some of the, you know, Republic districts. And then the NFAC will show up <laughs> to, you know, try to make sure that everybody's behaving. But for some reason, I can't imagine why uh, having a bunch of, you know, people who are not white that are openly carrying weapons legally scares the hell out of people. And so it's not allowed. <laughs> And the leader of NFAC has been arrested at some point. And for those who don't know what NFAC stands for, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's the Not Fucking Around Coalition. You know, back in the back in the uh, the mid '80s, I think is when it really started. Early to mid '80s, in New York City, uh, Sliwa if I remember right, who unfortunately has turned out to be um, quite a shit over the years since. But uh, Sliwa started a group for the New York City um, transit system, uh, the subways and such. It was a volunteer group known as the mm-hmm. Guardian Angels. I remember them. They, uh, if memory serves, I do believe that they are still in operation. But be that as it may, they were a volunteer group of people who trained in ways to help keep the public safe on the subways. And they were very 
very prominently displayed. They wore red berets, very, very vivid, bright red berets, so you could see them almost instantly. And they all had uh, basically uniform uh, satin jackets, for, for lack of a better way of putting it. They, they were very obviously a uniformed volunteer organization. Mm-hmm. Don't want to call them paramilitary because they were just they were just volunteers. They were just people. And they wanted to keep the people on the subway safe because back in the day, you know, being on the subway was kind of dicey sometimes. Kind of still mm-hmm. is, but be yeah, it as it yeah. may. So when there are groups, especially in in populations of color, minority populations who have decided that they want to keep themselves safe, organized safety, mm-hmm. so that they have their own protections. It is amazing how out of the woodwork suddenly gun protection uh, legislation comes to the forefront when, oh, I don't know, the Black Panthers armed themselves. Yep. And they were very much a very well-organized, well-disciplined group. They knew what they wanted, they knew what they didn't want to have happen, and they made sure that they had the safety for it. But God damn it, we can't have that. Exactly. That's what happened with the NFAC. Um, they, they made appearances in a couple of places in Georgia and Texas. Yeah, they're just the, they're just the latest version of it, is all. But they kind of had to. Yeah. There were shenanigans going on, and they had to go and intervene. <laughs> Yep. Stephanie's also pointing out, and Stephanie, I, I have to tell you, the fact that you, as a Brit, know this, uh, j- mwah, thank you. Stephanie said, the NFAC are actually following the Second Amendment exactly as, uh, as they are a properly organized militia. Yep. Thank you. For those that, for whatever reason, don't don't fully understand the second amendment to the u.s constitution is shortened as the right to bear arms that is a very poor way of explaining it but that's the one that everybody kind of puts it together with we're not going to get into that whole damn rigmarole because that is a that is a 14 hour discussion that is going to end up with a lot of yelling and screaming and we don't have time enough for that like in my lifetime but it, it, it's exactly right. You know, you do, you, you follow things by the rules and suddenly those rules aren't good enough. Jeez, I can't imagine how that could possibly happen that way. Yeah. But therein lies the problem. And if memory serves... Uh, I, I think it was uh, I think it was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who had said, and I'm 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 going to say I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly, I think, but the statement was something to the effect of, "Violence is the voice of the unheard." 
Mm. I mean, you get told and you don't listen and you get told and you don't listen and you don't listen when you're told. You can't act surprised when all of a sudden people start breaking shit, you know, like kneecaps. And I'm sorry, Joseph, you were going to say something? But, uh, yeah, well. Well. I don't know what we're headed for, but uh, this does not look good. No, it doesn't. Nope. No, it doesn't. Because um, these these the Republicans have just proven themselves to be just so disingenuous with everything. Um, yeah, everything concerning democracy. I mean, they're, they've they found every they, they they can't win through a democratic process anymore, and they're just going through all the they're concerning democracy by any means possible and it's 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 fucking obvious now i mean yep. it's gone beyond it's it's beyond evident what their intentions are and it's just um you know it's uh they want uh, an authoritarian regime Yeah, I just typed Where? in the chat, but go ahead. But they they tend to want to uh, they want to decide for people what's best for them, quote unquote, with no lack of irony. Um, yeah, and this is this, you know, um. You can have well-intentioned dictators, but, uh, you know, what can go wrong when there's no checks and balances and people maintain complacency and do nothing? Yeah, there's a thing about this that um, kind of all ties together for me, though, because if if the idea is to play the long game, the long game is going to fail. Inevitably. There, there is no two ways about this. Let me explain what I mean. And you know what? Being that we're getting close to the top of the hour, I'm, I'm going to make this my closing for, for, for everything. I'm going to turn it over to you guys to finish off whatever. The long game will not work. The inevitability is the Republican, conservative, Christo-fascists will end up a dead party in the long run. It will take approximately 30 years at the outset, but it is an inevitability. Here's why. The children that are going to be birthed over the next, let's call it five years. Let's just call it five years for the moment. 
there are going to be a very large number of them that are otherwise going to be, for lack of a better way of putting it, and 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 uh, I am terribly sorry if if I if, if somebody feels like I'm trying to be insulting. I'm not. I'm trying to find the right terminology for it. And English is being a little weird for me at the moment. There will be a large number of children that will be born who would have otherwise been considered unwanted. They will be brought up in families ill-prepared for handling exactly that kind of a responsibility. And anyone who has had a child will tell you there is no way that you can plan for the responsibility completely. It, it simply cannot happen. There are simply too many variables. There are a lot of things that, you know, we, we do know about. There, there are a lot of things that can't be planned for. There will be dead mothers. There will be dead brothers and sisters. There will be aunts who will be damaged. There will be families that will have these things done to them. And there are going to be these kids that are going to grow up knowing this because they're going to be taught it. They're going to be taught why what, why did this happen to you? Why was this done to your family? Who made this happen? And they're going to be bringing up, taught by, the current collection of post-teenagers who grew up and survived school shooting after school shooting after school shooting. They're the ones who are going to be able to tell them, this is what happened. This is who did it to us, and this is how it played out. This is who you are. This is the legacy that your family has inherited because of what these people did. This group did this to all of us. They are going to be the ones who are going to end up following every letter of every law and playing the game exactly the way that they've had it. And they and mass will absolutely destroy that political organization. Like I said, 30 years, 35 years, but that is where it ends. The inevitability is simply there. It's just a question of how long is it actually going to take? And am I going to live long enough to see that? Because I don't have to be following Psychohistory 101. Yes, that's, a, that's a, an Isomoff reference, leave me alone. To have figured this part out. And I'm not an, entire, I'm not an incredibly intelligent personality. But... I don't think that I'm wrong, obviously. But if somebody's got a different way of looking at it, if there's somebody else that thinks that I've got it wrong and wants to explain to me, I'd be more than happy to listen to them. But I got news for you. 
I don't think I'm wrong. So I've got my soapbox out of the way. Whatever, whatever it is that you guys want to finish off with, I'm just going to sit back and just going to shut my face because at this point I've talked, I, I've, I've soapboxed enough. You don't need anything more from me. I guess I'll go because <laughs> Jeff isn't jumping in. Um, I shared a link in the chat. I gifted one uh, to an uh, interview that was given by this woman named Barbara F. Walter. But the long story short is that the U.S. has slid, has backslid into an anocracy, which means we're not really an autocracy yet, but we're not not a democracy either. We're kind of like in the middle. Um, and the book that this woman wrote in the interview she gave, she used to work in the government and I think since 91 or something like that, we've been keeping an eye on other countries, you know, to get an idea of if they're about to go into a civil war or, you know, who's about to get, you know, take place or anything like that. You know, that's what we do is watch other countries. And she, in her opinion, all of the ingredients that our government normally keeps an eye out for in other countries, we have them here. So she can easily see us going into as much as, you know, she uh, doesn't hate to use the C word, a civil war here. And if that does happen, you know, it may be a 10-year, 20-year insurgency type of a situation. It's not going to be the, you know, blue uniforms versus the gray uniform kind of a thing. And I think that regardless of what happens, I mean, it took Watergate several years to prosecute everybody. And that was a much simpler situation than what we have here and a much smaller investigation. This is going to take years to sort out and either try or convict everybody that's involved and stuff. And so just in the meantime, I guess we just have to sit tight and let it do what it's going to do. But regardless of the outcome, um, it's going to be ugly. And I don't, I have no answers as to how to solve it, what to do to solve it. But I can tell you this, there's a bunch of really pissed off women right now. Uh, and I do think that that is going to influence how people vote in November. We're already seeing it in the polls. We're seeing people get registra registered to vote. So we'll see what happens. We need more submayors. Yeah. And she's just livid now. Well, I, I see more women that are getting angry and more people on Twitter and things like that that are organizing and trying to, you know, uh, support each other and work on initiatives to get the vote out and register people and things like that. So I don't know how many of us there are out there, but people are, you know, following a couple of hashtags and banding together. So we're trying.
So if anybody wants to follow us on Twitter, you can do hash slash resist or hash uh, hashtag blue crew. <laughs> it's and, 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 yeah, and emotional Canadians you know, are also welcome to join us. Emotional support Canadians. Yeah, HCTV is on Twitter. I I don't do much a lot of times. Or on Facebook. Don't do a lot on Facebook, admittedly. But we're here. You know, sometimes sometimes just being here for each other is enough. And I, 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 I sincerely hope that that is uh, enough in a lot of ways. Um, I know that wasn't very much of what you said, Joseph, but, uh, was, was there more that you wanted or is that going to pretty well cover you? No, that's fine. Okay. That being the case, then we'll just go ahead. We'll just, uh, call it a night right here because, uh, it's, it's, it's a little hot and stuffy in the office right now for me and I'm, I'm really not having it. So everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you had yourself a, a good time with us. Hope you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. And uh, of course, as always, you got something to think about for the week ahead. Um, oh, as a complete aside to everything else, by the way, I was talking about the, uh, uh, the Renaissance festival that we went to, uh, last weekend. Uh, we waited, um, 48, almost 48 hours after. And we took, uh, the little one and I, we both took, uh, uh, a, uh, a home C-19 test just to be on the safe side because, you know, out amongst a whole bunch of people, granted outside, but, you know, test negative. So, you know, it's always a good thing. <coughs> and my throat is drying out. How the hell could that happen when we've got a 92% humidity where I live right now? Maron. Whatever. Anyway, you all have yourselves a good time. Um, Felis, Stephanie, guys, thank you. Please take care of yourself, uh, this week. We're going to look forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, Joseph, glad you're able to make it. Welcome home. And, um, you, you take care of yourself. And I, I hope that, uh, I hope that your week actually ended up, uh, being productive out there at the castle, by the way. Oh, it was okay. Um, didn't get to do everything I wanted to do, but, uh, Hey, it's only an hour and hour and forty minutes from Paris, so. And it's not on fire. It's on fire. That's just good. Yeah, I still haven't found where those fires were. You know what? They weren't near you, and that's 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 one of the more important pieces for us. Yeah. I think they're on the eastern side of Burgundy or something. could be, you know, the safest place would have been, you know, right in the middle of the castle. I mean, fire doesn't go through, you know, rock. Usually. <laughs> Usually. Oh, it loves a wood it loves a wood roof. Ew. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. And two two centuries old timbers. Ooh, that would probably be really dry. Oh yeah. Well seasoned. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. that, that probably wouldn't yeah. be such a good idea. Well it's going it's going between dry and rot, actually. Uh. can't make up its mind great that's 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 the way that it goes 
All right. Thanks for being shut up most of the year. <laughs> Anyways. All right, you guys, you guys take care, and like, uh, see you next week. Yeah. Bridget, thank you very much. Um, we, we've, we've kind of meandered a little bit, and uh, I think that you're not quite as angry as you otherwise would have been for this point of the night, so... I don't know where your overall screw you is going to be going. So, uh, uh, what's going to be? Governor Holcomb, go fuck yourself. Do you want to go ahead and just uh, make sure the folks know exactly why? It's my governor who signed this piece of shit. So, there you go. And uh, as an aside, can can I just ask, can we also add an extra fuck you to Alex Jones? <laughs> I don't know. He's already getting fucked enough. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that uh, maybe don't know about it, um, he's the conspiracy theorist that's been saying for years and years and years that the Sandy Hook uh, shooting uh, was fiction, in his opinion, and it was all a whole bunch of actors, in his opinion, and is wah, wah, saying that um, if you if you sue me money, uh, I'm I'm going to be um, bankrupt. And his lawyer sent a, a two gigabyte copy of the entirety of his phone's contents for the last two years. And it ended up over into the hands of the lawyers for the family that had been suing him for defamation. And Alex didn't seem to realize that he was caught perjuring himself several times on the stand. So not yeah. only not only does the court know it, but apparently there are some other groups that are very, very highly interested in this file. Like Alex Jones' ex-wife <laughs> because of alimony payments and mm -hmm. the January 6th committee who really want his January 6th and 5th text messages. And the DOJ. Uh-huh. I really want the January 6th committee to get it first before the DOJ, personally speaking. Yeah. But that's the cynic in me. I can't imagine why. But at least there, uh, there's a little bit of relief that came out today that I was like, he he actually made a statement. <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, thank goodness. The intimate text and stuff like that, that kind of made me go, ew. He did say that, yeah, there were a couple of pictures on there of his naked wife, but no dick pics. It was like, well, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, well, yeah. I can't believe he said it, but he did. He's said and done a lot of things, and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I don't care. I don't care. Okay, I'm glad you didn't have any pictures like that on your phone. Okay, that's, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And... If the nice folks out there from Anonymous happen to be listening, and, and we know, of course, that you are, you know, it'd be a, be a damn shame if um, all of a sudden there was a, a, a BitTorrent out there, a, a, a two 
gigabyte of uh, was a gigabyte or terabyte? It was a gigabyte. It was a gigabyte. It was close to three gigabytes. Actually. Close to three. You know what? Three. It was like two point eight or something. Let's call it three, because you know advertising. That's fine. I wouldn't mind some advert. It'd be a damn shame if there was a a BitTorrent out there that ended up with the entirety of Alex Jones' file that somehow just miraculously appeared so that nobody could ever claim that it just disappeared. Wouldn't be hard to do, because my understanding is it was put into a Google Dropbox. You know what? It'd be a damn shame if that were to happen. Yeah, that would just be too bad. I would never advocate for something like that to have happened, but it'd be a wonderful pipe dream, wouldn't it? Just a thought. So we all have to get out. Thank you all for being with us. Um, We will be looking forward to seeing you again next week. Please take care of yourselves. Please stay safe. If you'd like to be in touch with us, of course, all the information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. The phone number, if you'd like to leave a message, 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy. And... Just thanks for being with us, because we're going to continue to be here for you as well. So till the next time we're together, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, you would be an absolutely glorious 52-year-old. And I miss you. Matane Fuji, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. So till the next time we're together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, Thank you for listening.